0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care
3: I'm Visha's wife, and remember, when you name a dog Janet or Timothy, you are dragging humanity down just a little bit. Gord Sinclair is a talented musician and songwriter who originally hails from Kingston, Ontario. A founding member of the Tragically Hip, Sinclair and his bandmates have all been relatively quiet musically since playing their final show together on August 20th, 2016 and subsequently losing their brother in arms, lead singer and lyricist Gord Downey who succumbed to a terminal form of brain cancer on October 17th, 2017. That silence now ends partially with Pheromone Recordings releasing Sinclair's first solo album ever on February 28th, 2020. It's called Taxi Dancers and is an emotive and reflective record about life and loss that will please and perhaps even surprise hip fans and also uninitiated listeners alike. Gord and I connected recently for a conversation about Taxi Dancers, how the Tragically Hip worked together, and his role in the band, his feelings about Gord Downey and the band's final shows on the Man Machine poem tour, what may become of unreleased hip material, and whether or not the band might play together again someday, his own future plans, and much more. A part of the E1 Podcast Network with the support of listeners like you who subscribe to this podcast and spread the word about it and make flexible monthly donations at patreon.com/slash creative control, plus in-kind support from Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph, and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton. This is the 520th episode of Creative Control featuring the thoughtful and talented Gord Sinclair with your host, me, you. Hi Gord, how's it going?
2: It's going great. V, how are you?
3: I'm well. I'm well. It's really nice to speak with you. I have to say, it's especially nice to speak with you because uh, it's been a while since we've heard from you. How's it going generally? You're you're kind of back at it here.
2: Yeah, slowly, s- slowly getting back at it. Um, obviously, we went through an awful lot uh, a couple of years back, um, and have still found ourselves, uh, you know, struggling to try to figure out what the next step is certainly on a creative level for me uh, you know I spent my entire adult life and my career artistically with with the guys in the band and 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 making music with the guys in the band and uh, we had decent breaks along the way but never really faced a break that was permanent in nature do you know what I mean absolutely yeah I I found uh, you know making music and creating music and, and writing has always been an outlet of, of, for so many different things for me uh, as a person. Um, you know, I continue to try to write and, and, uh, this is just something I, I, I felt compelled to do, you know, like, I guess any artistic pursuits kind of self-indulgent, but it's also part of a compulsion,
3: you know? Um, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm with you and I've talked about that with many people on this show. It's something I feel myself on a much smaller scale. I, just to frame this for you, so you know my position on this whole situation. I got to see the tragically hip for the first time uh, on the uh, another roadside attraction tour uh, in oh, Markham, Mar- Ontario and so I was, what, I must have been 15 years old or something like that, and then the last time I saw, and then I saw you many, many times in between, but then the last show I went to was uh, in Kingston uh, on the Man Machine poem tour, So um, yep. and I saw five shows on that tour, and um, that was very illuminating for me, and I just, first of all, I just want to say that I'm a fan, and I also want to say uh, thank you. Thank you for doing that last tour. I've never, I've been to a 100 a million concerts, Gord. I've never f- yeah. felt feelings like those, and I'm still, when people ask me about it, I say I'm still processing that tour, what I saw. How are you feeling about that whole experience?
2: Well, I, it, it's very kind of you to say that, and I, obviously I, we, we and I totally appreciate the support over the years, and I I mean, it, you know, that it speaks to me directly to the power of, of performance and the power of live music. I mean, it's partly the main reason that I got into it in the first place, you know. It was all, it, it's something I live with every day it was brought home I mean just last week with with Neil Peart mm-hmm. passing on mm-hmm. and that just takes me back to my first concert at uh, Jock Hardy arena in Kingston where where I really as a as a 15 year old like yourself I, it kind of it, it just struck me like a like a hammer in the head the the power yeah. and 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 the and the just the awe of of live performance um and, it, and it's and it's still with me today and it's the main reason that I i'm doing what i'm doing and yeah you know it it was it it was it's been an amazing career and an amazing experience and that last tour in particular was was unbelievable uh witnessing on stage every night the power of of live music and that interaction with the with the audience i mean we we get back as much as we give out to the audience and and um and i've said it before but i i you know i I went into the tour with a lot of trepidation because we were you know worried about uh, our dear friend's health more than anything and i honestly can say that as the tour progressed and the more he performed the stronger he got and i attribute that to the the love that he was getting back from the audience and the the power of the music you know so it was amazing to be a part of
3: i couldn't believe what all of you were doing i um the day after the, I drove straight home to Guelph. I lived in Guelph at the time. I'm calling you from Edmonton. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. from Edmonton. Um, no, I drove back from Kingston straight away. I I I wrote up something about the show, uh, submitted it to a site that was publishing my little write ups, and then I drove straight back. And then I emailed Gord um, Downey, not you. I emailed Gord the next day um, just to say thank you. And within three hours, he emailed me back to say thank you to me. I was really struck by how much that helped him. Like, not the email, sorry. That tour, (laughs) that experience really seemed to open him up to everything. Um, I assume you felt that yourself. Like, did you feel your relationship with your fans is so important? Um, I assume you felt this, this sort of... I don't know. I can't even describe the feeling, to be honest.
2: Yeah, we felt it every night. and We felt it every night, really, for for our entire career, but never... uh, you know, sadly, the circumstances under which we undertook that last tour really brought it home, and, yeah. and movie was able helped us, certainly helped me individually, sort of put a name on it and put a put a face to it. You know, and it really is. It's you know, it, it's it's about life, isn't it? You know, it's yeah. the shared experiences that we go through, whether it's an intimate relationship or or a family relationship, or just that feeling that that. You know, in in my case, uh, you know, you you standing in a group of people watching an artist perform, and you look around and you and you see people that you you don't know, uh, but you have that connection to them that yeah. that you know. Hey, we are we are in this together, you
3: know. And and if that's not a metaphor
2: for life, I I really don't know what it is. It, it, again, it just speaks to me to the the power of uh, of music, um, and art in general.
3: Yeah, yeah I want to get to that that after that night and how you how we've arrived here at this wonderful new record of yours uh, taxi dancers in, in just a moment but psychologically i remember leaving kingston i wrote this it didn't feel done i was in denial about the band being done and that leads me to ask you when you felt like i guess curious i'm curious about when you started working on this record when you felt that finality i mean obviously you lost your friend we lost a hero That was final, but I wonder when you, after that show, like, when did you feel like, what am I going to do? Psychologically, Gord, this must be odd for you. You said you've been in a band for your whole life, and... You're going to always be known as a guy in a band, that band. Sure. And now sure. you're, you need to branch out and express yourself in other ways, and 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 hopefully uh, your fans come with you there. But so yes, I guess there's a lot of psychology there. I'm not a psychology major, but can yeah. you can you talk about when you felt like okay, this is done now. I need to do something else. And from that point, when you began working on these songs, when you actually felt compelled to start writing?
2: Yeah, I. I, I guess I might always be in the process of realizing that the hip isn't going to play anymore and, and that we're not going to write anymore and that, you know, I'm not gonna be able to phone up Gord and and talk away the hours anymore, yeah. you know, but, and I think that's really what I, I've attempted to express with this new record, you know, um, is that, you know, we all go through these events in our life and, and, uh, some of them are very, very tragic and, um, some of them we can see coming, you know, and, and, and the bits and pieces of our, these relationships that we have with people and our experiences, with people really form who we are and, and, and dealing with tragedy and dealing, dealing with death is, is a intricate part of life. You know, um, and I found myself over the years, uh, as I, as I was writing, I would, I, uh, I would turn to music uh, and, uh, and writing music as a means to deal with my own sense of loss. You know, I'm, I'm in an age now, you know, mid fifties where, you know, I'm, I'm losing parents and I'm yeah. losing friends. And, 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 again, it, it, it is, as hard as it is, the only way to, I, I mean, the only way to really endure and, and to put a, a better face on it is to, to hold on to the, to the, the, the love and, and the, the you know, the, the love that you felt for the person or, or, and, and so I still feel that uh, for, for, I still feel that for the hip, you know, we're, we're, we took a long break from each other and from doing anything associated with, with, with the band, but we're just in process now of starting an archiving project and going back and, 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 and compiling and going through our storage spaces together and and looking at what we've got. And it's a, it's a, you know, it's a cathartic thing. I don't know what we're going to do with it, but, but it, it's, it, you know, we we never have lost touch with each other, the the other guys and I and, and, and Gord's family. We're, we're very, very close, you know, in, in yeah. addition to, a obviously, a, a, a colleague and a, a bandmate and stuff like that. I mean, we were friends before we put this band together. So, you know, yeah. it, it's... And it, that's a context that everyone can relate to, I think.
3: Well, I interviewed Gord about one of his solo albums, and I asked him... One of the questions I asked him was about kind of how he compartmentalizes... Uh, music or, or work for the hip with his own pursuits. And he said something about how he really adheres to this philosophy of use it up. So it's not that yeah. he wasn't sitting on anything. When you say you have an archive of material, does that suggest, I always, uh, with that philosophy in mind, I always thought this is probably the blast. This this album is everything they did. Are you suggesting there might be beyond live stuff? Is there is there material that we just never heard? Is there stuff coming that might that might be out there, you know, at some point? Yeah, I don't know if it's coming or not, but there is,
2: there is stuff, you know, we, it's amazing what you find, uh, you know, we, we were meticulous about documenting what we were doing and when we were writing together and, and, yeah. and yeah. And, and so I don't know in this day and age, I don't know what one does with, with that type of thing, but, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, it's, uh, it's all, it's, it's all, it's all new, you know, yeah. but, uh, but there, there is material there. I mean, certainly for me, uh, as you say, I mean, I, I'm sitting on a backload of uh, of material, and that's what kind of prompted me to to, to slide into this, um, basically Gord's philosophy, you know, yeah. um, you know why 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 sit on it, you know? And we're talking about a guy who was who was really making music right up to the to the very end, you know. He was that passionate about the power of art and the power of expression, you know. And and I I, always, I just kept turning back to the you know that great lyric from flamenco you know you walk like a matador don't be a chicken shit you know <laughs> and and you and you do it you know you do it you express yourself and and i, I know i feel very buoyed by the, the, the firm firm belief that he would not have wanted any of us to stop making
3: music so this leads i think sort of nicely to a conversation about your own songwriting for uh, fans i think our impression of the hip was that it really was a democracy as much as Gord was obviously at the forefront for a a good chunk of the band's time. I did get the, you know, what was interesting. I was watching you on those last, the last five shows I got to see. I was watching you a lot because a friend said to me, and I'd never really noticed it before. I think Gord Sinclair is the band leader. Do you view yourself on stage as kind of the guy saying, all right, here are the cues. Like here, are you, were you the band leader on that level?
2: No, we always looked at the band as like a five-headed monster, you know, like like, like Ghidra times two, you know. <laughs> um, but it was like we 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 always we played together so often and so much, and, and grew into being better musicians over our career than when we started. And, and we just had a means of communicating with each other with a with a look or or an or a nod, and, and you know, in that particular tour you know i mean i you're you're talking to a bass player that's spent his entire career with the same drummer you know so johnny and i can finish each other's sentences right we just know i know what he's going to do uh you know before he does it um yeah in that last tour you know we were you know it it was not easy it was particularly not easy for gord because he had severe memory impairment because of because of this horrible disease and and so we were we were all supporting each other you know okay Some, you know, and we were we've we've but we've done this for years when we you know we used to use it as a writing tool you know we would screw up in the middle of the song and forget where we were and then we would go off in another direction and we had a lot of songs came out of it that way just by jamming and that's what that's what really that's what musicians should do it's 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 a it's a riff on me. Improvisation, you know, where you're like, okay, just whatever you do, never stop playing, and and we'll, uh,
3: you know, if you if you play if you play it twice, it's not a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. But I, I part of my one of the reasons I ask about your role in that band is because I think a lot of us attribute the lyrics uh, to Gord Downey. But I was listening to your songs here, and I was thinking about your what I viewed as your role in the band. Did you contribute lyrical ideas to? any to the hip songs or did anyone else like like I say is it I don't think it's an incorrect perception to think Gord had a lead role in that but were you were you a contributor on that level
2: well yeah in the the early days interestingly enough I find myself kind of back to the future where when we first started the band um like a lot of bands it was like hey i've got a song oh hey i've got a song too and you show the guys in the band your song and then you play it and 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 we were like that paul's a paul's a great writer and we were all great writers in in our own sort of ways the first couple records yeah we we contributed you know, com- complete songs in some cases, but uh, you know what we, we learned really, really quickly that the songs that we were working on were way better once we brought them into the band context. And, yeah. and one of the guys said, Oh, what about this? And Oh, what about that? And maybe it should go here instead of there. And and that's what you do in your band. That's the, the great resource of being with, you know, in my case, four like minded guys that, that get that vibe, you know, and it became really apparent really, really early. you i know, starting in our first you know, before our first record that, well, Gord has a real gift, you know, a real gift for a turn of phrase and phrasing and chronicling our collective adventures. And and so we got to the time, you know, early nineties, you know, where we, we actually sat down and he asked, you know, listen, I'm, I'm up here singing this stuff. Um, I, you know, uh, I can't engage with it unless I'm, they're my words, you know, Mm -hmm. that, that Otherwise, it feels inauthentic from a performance perspective. And and each of us were like, right on, you know, because uh, <laughs> in my case, you know, the, the, the lyric writing was always the most difficult part. And all of a sudden, now we were free and uh, to like, here's an idea. Here's another idea. Here's another idea. And so we went in for a long period of, of collective songwriting where, you know, I would come up as a writer with, you know, oh, here's a cool riff. Maybe this could be the verse and here's couple parts that go with it call it a bridge or call it a course whatever and then we would assemble it together yeah and then you know working that way and the other guys are doing the same thing and and you know like i'm not gonna tell johnny you know here's what i think you should play on the drum kit john you know uh you you play somebody a riff and you, you and as soon as they cop to something um that's what you go with and that's how we you know, started writing songs for most of the next ten years until you know the early two thousands, just riffing off of each other. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I I I I I I did my fair share of, of the writing, but uh, you know,
3: I'm Vish. I'm a band guy, man. I love being in the band. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's always been evident to me. I, I, one of the reasons I ask is there's a few arrangements on this new record of yours that i think um hip fans particularly maybe early hip fans might relate to or they might resonate with them things like forward march fight it's already too late like they see like i think sometimes when when an artist makes a solo record outside of their band i sometimes view it as okay here are the clues here are the clues as to that person's role in that other band you know what i mean and i'm starting to that's why i'm asking these questions i'm like gord you, I feel like your stamp was on the hip maybe more than I realized on some level. I always viewed it as this, like you said, a, a five-headed monster, um, but I'm starting to feel your fingerprints on more hip stuff than I recognized maybe at the time. Does that resonate with you?
2: Well, I mean, yeah, you know, when we,
3: we would we would have these things we'd call, you know, woodshedding sessions, and, and so,
2: yeah, I was always, you know, I, I do a lot of writing. I mean, I, to me, it's 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 more than just a hobby. I mean, it's what I do, you know, when I'm happy or when I'm unhappy. You know, I I I I write. I play guitar or, or play whatever. And so yeah, when we were having these sessions coming up, I mean, I was prepared. I had I had my code of ideas, and we would go around the circle. And and you know, it, it it's amazing being. That's a great thing about being in a group. You know, you know, I would contribute. You know, throw out a song and and thinking, oh this has got this has got hip written all over it this is going to be bigger than satisfaction you know and and the you know the guys go meh next you know and so you just put it in the memory banks and 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 you know and who knows when it's going to re re reemerge and Ah, stuff like that so you know
3: that's curious to me so in the in the in the sort of context of use it up does any of the stuff on Taxi Dancers sort of emanate from any of your work with the Hip? Were they ideas that you were trying to get the band to explore, either lyrically or uh, arrangement-wise, that we are now hearing, or are, are you are these all just fresh expressions since you recognize that the band was done? So certainly nothing lyrically. Um, the oldest musical bit um,
2: would probably go back to around. You know, 2012, 2013, right around the time we were making, um, uh, gee, I can't even
3: remember the name of the record. Uh- <laughs> uh, now for Plan A? Uh, yes, the one. <laughs>
2: um, but yeah, you know, we were we, we got to the point where it was really, it was getting more and more difficult for us to get together. Um, you know, just life getting in the way and whatnot. So we, we, we moved to a different sort of fashion where, where Gord would ask us to sort of submit, you know, send him songs, send me a song. You know, and we would we would do that. So I found myself working a lot harder to finish songs. You know, uh-huh. structurally uh, uh-huh. in my my basement studio and send it along. And and you know, sometimes they would come back with lyrics on them, and sometimes they wouldn't. You know, and and so the oldest one is probably a song called "Change of Heart," which I always really really liked. I loved the feel of it. And 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 then I started. You know, I I just you know I. I Started to write lyrics. I started to to write again. You know, this mm. is something. Okay, well maybe hip hip aren't going to use it. Let me see what I can come up with. And it was really, you know, obviously, you know, you work with a guy like Gord your whole career. It, it there's, there's a premium on the on the, the word. You know, yeah. You don't, don't want to write. You know, hey, what rhymes with moon? Oh, June rhymes with moon. <laughs> God, I've got a song. You know, um, you know, so I I uh, that was the first one that I wrote where I really felt okay. And you know, let's just this is really, really cool. And, and, and I like it, you know, i said, Oh, here's a song coming. And, and, and so it just kind of started there. And, and I, and I, and I have continued doing, it. I've got a, I, I still am sitting on a, a backlog of songs, but know, sort of assembling this record um, obviously I, I, as a person and a musician, I was going through a lot of stuff, uh, you know, and, and so there's stuff that, you know, three, four songs that are very, very recent and other stuff that I was sitting on that you know, I found myself like, oh, here's another song I'm writing about love and loss, and oh, here's another song about love and loss. You know, and I, I and I sort of think of myself as a very morose person, <laughs> so whatever you know. Well, but I just wanted to make it contextual in, in the sense of an album. You know, that that's really what I'm attempting to express here, even though we, we live in a non-album culture i gather i i, I, think, I don't think
3: that's true you know, anymore I, I think i i, I hope so
2: yeah. I, I hope so it does yeah. seem to be turning which is great because i love i love the concept of a side b side you know like yeah. listening to music in in you know 17 to 22 minute intervals you know it was really really good it, it, it's what an artist intends you to to do not like you know pop artists i get there it's like it's like 30 seconds at a time you know but but well, Artister, yeah, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, you know, for, for it's, what
3: it's worth, it's one of the reasons I don't really like um, greatest hits compilations. I like the yeah, I like the ex- I the context of the album to me is very important because it's of a time. And Gore, so so. y- you've done this on this record. You, I hear, want and need. Come-
0: Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care.
3: Here and there, those are that those terms, want and need, and that distinction, which yeah. I always thought uh, it's a question I always regret not really asking um, Gord about, is that he would sometimes he would as little Easter eggs. The lyrics would sort of come back throughout the record. He'd obviously thought this fits here, but I'm going to use it again here. Uh, is that was that conscious on your part?
2: Yeah, I I yeah, I I think so, conscious but subconscious at the same time. I yeah, mean,
3: you 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 sort of come you come back to
2: the same themes and the same overarching, uh, aspects of, of your own, what you're, you're trying to express. And, and that really is it in, in my mind, you know, it's love and loss and want and need these, not exactly polar dichotomies, but you know, like aspiration, yeah. you know, I want to be the, uh, the best person I can be and need, you know, I need to be loved they're two different things, you know. How you go about it. absolutely. And, and that's, what, that's what I, you know, and 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 again, I I, I I sat in the van, and sat in the bus with with, you know, four really creative guys, and we we talked about this stuff all the time, you yeah, know. And, yeah. and Gore talked about his his writing process all the time. So it it's it it means a lot to me. It means a lot to me as a music fan and a music listener. You know, I I am I've always been a B side guy. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I've always had you know yeah.
3: Yeah, no, I, I hear that. Now, just to clarify, you said um, the musical arrangement for the song Change of Heart might be seven, eight years old, and then you said you started writing lyrics for it, but when did you—I I was just curious when you—I think this goes back to maybe the early part of this conversation, and I appreciate you following me down all these rabbit holes, Gord, um, <laughs> but I, I'm just curious if that was—you said that was the first song you wrote. When did you start writing the lyrics to Change of Heart?
2: That would have been right around the same time, like, you know, mid-2010s, 2014 oh, okay. Okay. or so. You know, it kind of went back to there. You now, interestingly enough, um, uh, like I say, I'm a collaborator. I'm a, I, I really believe in collaboration. That song didn't really become the song it is in this form on the record until I sat down with, with James McKenty and, and John Angus MacDonald and, and you know, previewed a bunch of tunes for them because, you know, I really... I, I leaned on those guys really, really hard just to, you know, I, the musicians I love and I, I trust those guys. And, and it's like, what do you think of this one? What do you think of this one? Do I, you know, do I, is this, is this crappy. Is it, is it good? And, and we, with the, you know, John Angus and, and both James contributed immeasurably to, to, to how how to make my songs into better songs whether it was changing the arrangement you know changing changing the structure of the song right. uh, shortening verses lengthening verses you know so uh, that's the great thing about unreleased material you know you can always massage it and, and 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 make it better especially when you're open to collaboration which is which is key you know that's what I learned from being in a band all these years
3: yeah so you you started writing more songs about loss and love and I think new beginnings as well so, can we home in on that? After the last hip show, I assume you were as all of us were, but you more than most of us probably were shell-shocked. Do you remember what sort of triggered your, your that reflex to start writing songs about your feelings on that matter? And within that, can you kind of home in on some lyrical themes here that we can look for that we should be kind of conscious of? I'm just curious about that because I hear you addressing Gord, I hear you addressing yep. other people um, that I, yep. you know, ghosts that I don't know um, that yep. they often haunt the songs that I love the most. I don't know who this ghost yep. is, but clearly they are yeah. haunting my 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 favorite singer or songwriter. Um, but yeah, can you talk about when this sort of outpouring uh, with with this material started to really come into shape and and what well, triggered it? Yeah, it, it really is the larger theme is is
2: very much as you as you suggest. It's we all experience that process of love and loss. And, and like I say, uh, mentioned it earlier. I mean, I'm in my fift- mid fifties, you know, so we're I'm in an age where I'm losing parents and I'm losing yeah. friends and, and losing, you know, people much younger than me, you know, it's really, and it's, and it's, and it's difficult. It's something, that's what, what really links us together uh, is, is our mortality and yeah. and how we approach that. And I think it's just natural that an artist would kind of, you know, Venture towards that, you know, as a means of expression. I mean, when we finished the, you know, the fully completely tour, when we, we re released that, my, my mother died right after mm. we were finished. And, and, and those are the things, you know, is, you know, I, I, I write by, that's a cathartic thing for me. So, you know, after the, after the, the hip finished playing, um, you know, we were still in this process of, 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 living with a, you know we never looked on gord as the singer in our band i mean he was one of my closest friends you know we yeah uh, and so he was still really really sick um and it was and we tried to visit him as often as i could and, and like like we all did and, um and you know we, we talked about music an awful lot and and you know the, the song on the record you know the wonderful way i was specifically written for him you know Mm -hmm. um when he when he was still with us but 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 very very sick, you know and uh again there's this it's a compulsion but also very very self-indulgent i wanted to articulate something that um you know in a in a creative way uh just as he would have done you know so i specifically wrote a song and a guitar tuning that he loved and and you know, with a, with a propulsive eighth note kind of guided by voices <laughs> drive that he loved, you know, and, yeah. and I wrote it for a guy that I loved, you know? <laughs> so yeah. it's, 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 it, it's, I, I, it never lost on me how fortunate I was to, uh, to have these guys as my friends and have these guys as my bandmates, you know, that, and that to afford me this ability to express myself, you know, in a, in our in a creative way you know
3: I think um I could see it watching you on stage and we saw it subsequently like I feel like he um I think he was absorbing all the love coming his way I think you guys were too would you say towards the end was he at peace with everything and he was working so hard I mean making so much music and 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 you know working for the cause of indigenous people in this country I I was just astounded by um and and it's heartening and, and heartbreaking for me um, the way he he went out and um, well I, I will say um, you know
2: the the legacy that Gord left uh, uh, speaks for itself you know the, the volume of the material and yeah. the beauty of the material and the, the the beauty of the lyric and the sentiment behind the lyric and and uh, um, You know the the guys and I in the band knew him in a different way, and his family knew him in yet another different way. And and, uh, I consider myself very fortunate to have experienced that, and I would I would give anything to (laughs) to have him back.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah, I'm the same. I I felt lucky to have interacted with him as much as I did uh, on a personal level. You know, like it's one thing to see you guys at the Air Canada Center on whatever it was, New Year's Day, and wherever else I saw you guys, but like to. To, he seems so open to connecting with me personally, like when I talked to him or he met my son and he was just very sweet. And I just got the impression he was just a very sweet guy. I didn't know him super well. I was a fan and a you know music journalist kind of friend, I guess. <laughs> but he was just very, very sweet. And um, I appreciate that he's haunting this record. Um, you mentioned that there's other material that you've got a backlog of um, beyond this sure. this record. When would we potentially see any of that Are you all systems go I, I know you've got tour dates like are you feeling like i'm ready i gotta get more stuff done yeah i, I i'm in no great
2: burning rush to to you know i i I'm a very very reluctant solo artist you know um uh, <laughs> have been in this band for for an awful long time and and i you know i would credit Paul, uh, you know, in a couple discussions with him, Paul from the group, and and John Angus and James as well, about you know the necessity of doing this and, and singing the material myself is yeah. like I go back to flamenco, you know, look yeah. like a matador and get out there and do it. You know, I don't. I, I spent my whole life on the road, and I think, you know, uh, again, it's this is a self indulgence for me and a compulsion, and 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 it's just flattering. People want to talk about it, and 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 you know, and uh, again, it just. Uh, something i learned from being in this band all those years you know it's got to be genuine it's got to be the real thing you know um and that's what i'm all i'm trying to do you know
3: yeah i know paul has said he's got a record coming out himself um i think he said later this year do you yeah yeah is your reflex with each and i don't know what the other fellas are up to uh, i saw paul and um Johnny, I guess, play at the, uh, the 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 Roy Thompson Hall event, uh, the Secret Path yeah. event, and um, but I, I sorry, I guess my my question is beyond whether or not you are aware of other work by your your bandmates. There is your reflex to run things by each other at all. Like this is your stuff. Do you do you say, hey, Paul, Rob, eh, what do you think of this? Do you is that is that a uh, impulse? Well, you
2: know, yeah. In I mean, in my case, I I, I resisted that only because. We we, uh, it's hard to know, and we still really haven't discussed the aspect of of what a, a creative statement, a collective creative statement. And I didn't want to put any of the guys under yeah. any undue pressure to. to they, I know they wouldn't say no. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I, you know, we we all have to do things in our own in our own way, and that's that's why I speak of this record as a. As I just felt drawn and and compelled to do it. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, um, but we. You know, when when the guys new records come out, you know, and Gorge Records came out or whatever, I I I I bought them real
3: quick. Okay, you know? okay. So <laughs> you will check them out, and and if they ask for feedback or you ask for feedback, you might get it. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. You alluded to the fact that there is this potential archive that you will be working on um, towards the end of. Uh, the band's existence, there were rumors that, well, sorry, when Gord passed away, there was a strange rumor that I heard that potentially the band would convene. Maybe there'd be guest singers. And then the other, which I I can already tell by what you're saying and, and some of the statements even on this record, that I don't think that's going to be the case. I'll ask you to verify that. But the other one that I was compelled by, because Gord was so busy, that there was a hip album. There was a hip album that might follow Man Machine Poem, it may be come out posthumously. Is there any truth to any of those things?
2: Well, it, it's a case of never say never. You know, we we recorded everything that we did, um, um, so we, we there there is a lot of material now. In, it, that said, um, there's a reason sometimes material doesn't make it onto a record. You know, um, mm-hmm. whether it's context or quality or or um, being incomplete. You know, um, so that's something we really uh, have not discussed you know and it's something that we would have to really look at really really hard you okay know, in terms of what it would mean to to the band and 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 to the you know in terms of us getting together and and and, and playing it again I, i'll never say never but i i would say unlikely you know mm. um only because it's it, it's I, again in the context of uh, of Neil parrott just dying i mean I couldn't imagine as much as I would love to see rush play again um, I couldn't imagine them playing without him and 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 I, I feel the same way about my band you know well, i don't yeah. know that I, yeah. I don't know that I would be able to stand up there on on stage but but i again I will never say never because it's a question of 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 context and Gord does have an amazing. Legacy and, and the, the Downey Winjeck Fund in in particular is an amazing organization and a, and a great tribute to our Aboriginal culture, which was neglected for such a
3: long, long time. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. Um, so you, I, I will never say never. Okay. How about that? That's, That's sorry to be so evasive. <laughs> no,
3: no. And I, it's a, it's a. I know these are questions that you know, <laughs> you can't maybe answer as clearly. I was just surprised that there might have been another session or something. Um, but I saw, you know, with Gord, he was just circulating so much, and he seemed to be working with old friends uh, yeah. to get stuff out there. And um, I think there's, it's probably He's a very some, creative guy. Yeah, just a safe, very creative guy. It's safe to say we might hear new stuff from him somewhere down the line. Um, and I'll leave it at that for now. Um, Gord, where can people go to learn more about your record, uh, Taxi Dancers? Uh, is, is there a particular place we can send people? Well. Uh, it's
2: funny that part of this interesting process for me, uh, I, again, the reluctant solo artist that I am, um, it's apparently all over the social media. I think there's a, a, a Facebook page called Gord Sinclair Music, and, um, and I'm, I'm with Pheromone Records through Cadence and stuff. So yeah. I, I, I would suspect that those are the places <laughs> that one would go to, <laughs> you know. But you're you're also talking to a guy that principally, well, almost exclusively listens to to vinyl records. You know, that's yeah. how I that's how I get my my media, uh, I, I like I like the experience. I like flipping it over. I like how things sound. Um, yeah, you know. Uh, in, in no deference to, uh, you know, I I think it's so cool that you know, the streaming and how all that works. But that said, I'm not sure how that works. You know, I know where <laughs> my I know I know where my local record shop is. You know.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm the same. I'm the same as you. Um, and uh, I appreciate that. If there's a song from Taxi Dancers that I can we can go out on uh, to play for people. Is there one you would uh, select, and, and maybe if so, uh, maybe just can you explain why you chose it? <laughs> well, it's all
2: gold, as You know, so, <laughs> I, I, so congratulations.
3: I'm serious. Like, I, <laughs> congratulations on it. I I was reading the lyrics as well, and I, I can I appreciate your thoughtfulness. Uh, I have for many years, decades now. I, I do, I do, and I I appreciate your playing and. and I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm happy. I'm happy that you've made this record and it means a lot to me as a fan. So I'm that's not trying to, I'm I'm not trying to, whatever. I'm just saying that's how I feel. I'm telling you, that's all it is. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Well, it's, 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 it's really, really, that's it, very sweet of you. And I really do appreciate it. I really, I really do. Again, I, I, I wish I never had to do it. I would rather be writing with the guys still, you know, but yeah. I mean, for the context of the record, you know, uh, like a song like, change of heart or, or, you know, your comet. Um, I mean, to me, despite having to deal with all the, all the loss that we all experience, you know, um, we can never allow ourselves to lose track of the, of the love, uh, yeah. that we feel. And, and that's what I've tried to express with those particular songs. You know, you gotta look at yourself in context and in, in, you know, I, I, I use the word wonderful, quite a lot on this record but but our lives are wonderful yeah and, and it's incumbent upon us that we make them wonderful make them meaningful um and if we can't define some meaning and that will lead your way to making your life wonderful
3: i appreciate you know? that yeah that's a that's a cool sentiment by the way the first time i saw the band change of heart was opening for the hip at maple leaf gardens and and, and what a
2: fantastic band
3: right amazing Just- band and I wondered when I saw that, I'm like, change of heart. Is he <laughs> probably, I know it's an expression, but I wondered if it was maybe a little illusion on your part to I Ian, just, I, Ian I, Blurton's I, band. Yeah. It's, I think that's totally subconscious,
2: but <laughs> but it, it, there's no doubt. I, mean, I, I I love those guys. Absolutely. <laughs> Great band. We did a lot of touring with them when we were younger men.
3: Yeah. He subsequently, Ian, was the first person I ever interviewed for a print story in my life. And I he knows this. He's been on this show a number of times now. And um. We become friendly. And uh, so, yeah, and it's because of you guys that uh, yeah. I, I made so many friends, and I, I do appreciate that. Okay, why don't we go out on that? We've talked about That's it. the
2: power of music, man. I I mean, it, like, like I was describing, we, we, we just look around and see ourselves standing in a crappy little bar or a, a, a hockey rink, and you look around at, at perfect strangers and, and smile. You know?
3: Well, music has also made our large country smaller uh, for me. Yeah. It truly, truly has, yeah. you know, which is a, which is a great thing, and that's a
2: natural advantage that we have. I mean, that's why Canada produces so many great musicians and so many great comedians. You know, yeah, yeah, men and women lay it out there on the line and and drive across the country in February uh, <laughs> because they're because they're compelled to do it. You know, and that makes you a better band, better musician better writer better comedian better entertainer I,
3: I, I agree I, I absolutely agree well okay this is Change, awesome. of, Change of Heart by Gord Sinclair from his album Taxi Dancers Gord I, I I thank you so much for your time today and I wish you the best of luck with everything going forward
2: I really appreciate your time too Vish thanks a lot man
1: But how many people can gather at the moment With calm and conviction But I know Read up your mind and go I'm the one who could always be richer i write something great that you watch Make you listen But my woe From my show When I wake up with a picture That nothing's changed Then I don't go and I begin again and I made up my admission I'm still the same When I don't know pick make up my mind to bend It's just a life alone Things go slow, they turn around people and the places that I.
3: A special thanks to Gord Sinclair for being on the 520th episode of this podcast, Creative Control, which is part of the Entertainment One podcast network and is available on everything iOS platforms, Android platforms, all sorts of platforms YouTube, Spotify, Audio Boom. It is everywhere. If you can't find an episode of the show that you're looking for, or if you want to learn more about me, then sign up for my semi regularly scheduled newsletter. Please visit my website, vishkana.com. You can like Creative Control on Facebook, follow the show on Twitter at vishcreative or at vishkana. You can also visit patreon.com slash control to make a flexible monthly donation to keep this podcast going. And again, there's a $6 or more tier that gets you access to exclusive content. So please consider pledging $6 or more at patreon.com slash control. Thanks, as always, to Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, Planet Bean Coffee, and Granddad's Donuts for their respective in-kind support for the show. As always, my dear friend, Jim Guthrie, who was with me the first time, uh, first times I ever met Gord Downey, which I think must have been, well, I know the first time ever was on the Lower East Side of Manhattan at the venue called The Living Room when uh, Feist was opening up for Royal City. Was Jim. Jim was in the band and I was road managing them. And then I think the next time we encountered Gord, was at the Juno Awards in Winnipeg, and uh, the hip were playing and were honored with some kind of Lifetime Achievement Award, and I met Gord again there, and then, yeah, subsequently became friendly with Gord over the years. And, uh, yeah, all full circle in some ways, uh, having Gord Sinclair on the show. Um, Yeah, this was special. And, anyway, Jim. Back to Jim. Go to jimgothry.org to learn more about Jim. Well, that's it for this episode, and I thank you very much for listening to it and also potentially subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to listen to it and subscribe to it and, and uh, you know, just just recommending the heck out of it. I appreciate that, and I will talk to you very soon. Goodbye for now.